0: Than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob.
1: All right, it is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com where we have uh, are split it up again this week uh, because we're here on a Wednesday evening. Where the Sooners have just clinched their trip into the College uh, World Series championship series. We're still we're doing this in the middle of the Ole Miss in Arkansas game right now. Arkansas's got a two one lead, uh, and everyone hoping that Arkansas wins tonight. So both these teams play again tomorrow and use up a lot more pitching. Uh, but the Sooners win it today five to one. We go live now to Omaha, Nebraska where Mr. Big J Journalist, Eddie Radosovich has been doing a fantastic job covering the series for uh, Soonerscoop.com. And by the way, go subscribe. Uh, go to Soonerscoop.com. Uh, subscribe. You can be monthly, annual, whatever. Uh, we're doing it up for you. Uh, so uh, we'd would, would appreciate uh, any support uh, as we keep covering sports like this on the road. Uh, and Eddie, uh, as the boss man, I'm not, not the biggest fan because it means i got to spend a lot more money, but... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you got nothing to do until Saturday now.
2: No, it, I mean, it's incredible. I, I, I truly, like, if you would have told me, like, mid-April, and I know that we talked about this, like, last Wednesday, even when I got up here, that they would even be getting to the College World Series. I would have said that you were probably a little crazy. Uh, and to say that, you know, now we're sitting here literally a week later, and they're literally playing for a national championship. I mean, it, it's truly been incredible uh, pitching's been unbelievable. David Sandlin, you know, on Wednesday w- against uh, Texas A&M in the bracket final, he was, he was better than Kate Horton was on Sunday. And I didn't think that we would see another performance like Cade Horton put together, uh, on Sunday. So yeah. it's been an incredible run. I mean, I, everything that they do right now, Carrie is, it works out like Every single move that this team makes right now, they still they get caught stealing. They
1: still end up scoring a run in that inning. I
2: mean, right? It it just like the whole thing is uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know any other way to say it without saying like this team it it feels pretty special what they're putting together right now, and you know I just the the things that they've said, the things that we've talked about, uh, just as and the things that we've wrote about from up here. Uh, it's it's just kind of storybook the way that everything has come together, and it's been a lot of fun.
1: Well, and it's the first time, uh, you know, obviously everybody knows the year 1994, 25 guys pulling on the same rope, special, special team that year. Uh, I think it was Chip Glass was the leadoff guy on that team that was just raking it all over the field that year. Uh, and, I mean, it, 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 Jimmy Crooks has been that guy. I mean, he's been the hero offensively. Peyton Graham, I mean, he's had, he had a rough day today. I mean, he is. it is obvious that teams are like, yeah, do not throw him any fastballs. Like, do not give this guy like you've gotta throw him off speed stuff. You've got you've gotta junk it up. Uh and you know, for as much love as, as Kate Horton was getting, uh Peyton Gray has been getting a lot of the same love on the broadcast, but after today you're like, okay, first round pick. Hmm like can he hit I mean, it can he hit it a curveball? <laughs> I mean the, the
2: crazy thing is is he's still extended his hitting streak to 17 games. Yeah. I mean he he had a double in the first inning and then came around and scored. So I think he struck uh, out every time after he that. He was on base twice though. Uh, or yeah, the the double came into the third inning, but uh he's been he's been awesome. You know, the thing that like I think has really gone under the radar with Peyton Graham and everybody's, you know, looks at what he does offensively, he's turned into a really really good shortstop.
1: Yeah, I mean and they've been he's, I, he's know, he the the Former major leaguers on the broadcast are enamored with his fielding ability for being as tall as he is, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's just he has been phenomenal. You're right;
2: he's he's been really good. But it's everybody. Like that's the thing. I was telling my dad I was leaving the stadium. It's like that's the thing with this team. You look at the run that they've been on in the NCAA tournament, and they've won 13 to 15. They're now 13 to two in the NCAA tournament, three and zero in Omaha, and they get production from every guy. Has had like a moment, whether it be. Kendall Pettis, who, you know, he can't hit out of a paper bag right now in Omaha. He goes 0-3 with two strikeouts today. and He was not seeing was the, the ball
1: well today. He was yeah. the
2: MVP in Gainesville. Uh, you know, Blake I fully expect, had a nice day.
1: I fully expect Wallace Clark to become the hero of the championship series. Like, it's just... I
2: can see that. I can uh, see that. He had a rough day at the plate today.
1: He's he's had, he, he is probably the guy that's lowest on your list of hot names in the playoffs, the NCAA playoffs. Like, um, I, I mean... It's funny because Blake Robertson really never squared up the ball today, but he had a, he was on base. He was getting hits over and over again. Uh, and he's a guy I know everybody talks about, you know, how hot he was at the end of the year, and people wishes that the beginning of the season, Blake Robertson would return. And, yeah. you know, he's just been that, like, Treadway's been so hot and Graham's been so hot, and uh, even Spikerman's, you know, done some really good things. But...
2: I mean, Peyton Graham came in today hitting 625 in the uh, World Series. It's insane.
1: The it's just it's been Jimmy, a while since he's just really laid into. It seems like it's been a while since he's just really had that you know sweet swing, perfect connection, launch. Uh, I mean, he, everybody has pitched a bunch around of singles. him. Yeah,
2: yeah, a bunch of singles, and he's still, but he's still getting on base. He's finding ways to get on base. He's had three walks. I think he's up to four walks now uh, here in Omaha. It's just, it, it, it's incredible. But, you know, we talk about all the offense, uh, and rightfully so, but the reason why Oklahoma's playing in the championship series is because of the pitching. And yeah, because of the it's been fantastic. Pitching particularly, as far as Jake Bennett, Kate Horton, and then obviously David Sandlin, who today, who, you know, I, I think anybody, uh, you know, we, we kind of wrote about it in like the preview coming into this morning, uh, he wasn't good in, in Blacksburg. He was okay in Florida. Like I said this morning, like if he could give you six innings, five hits, three earned runs is what he gave up in uh, Gainesville. You can live with that. Like, oh, you can win a baseball game if he gives you that. And he goes out today and just was – he was dominant. That's a, that's as good as I've seen David Sandlin pitch this year.
1: Well, and the, fa- and the fact is he had to be because Texas A&M – uh, they brought in their their ace out of the bullpen, and he was fantastic. Yeah,
2: Polish guy's good.
1: Uh, I mean, he was just no one could get a read on his slider. Uh, and he was just he was he's just one of those guys. He was just. It's not like he was he was overpowering people, but he was just slinging it past people. It's like nobody could really get a gauge of what his ball was doing coming across the plate. It was just is one of those guys that you're just like, man, that's a that's a freaking crafty lefty. I just don't get it, but
2: he's. He, it it looks like he's really kind of uh, deceptive as far as the way that he comes across his, delivery, his body yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it. I could see that being tough to pick up. But yeah, I mean it, it. was just it was incredible. They like the fact that they're in the championship series, and Chaz Martinez, Carter Campbell, Carson Atwood, Ben Abram haven't they haven't stepped onto the mounds yet. Like that it. Just like I.
1: I, that's I think how you get to the championship the series, though. That like, I mean, like that's what Ole hell? Miss is going through right now. Like their first two starters were just dominant, and, and yeah, I mean now they're playing Arkansas, and that's the challenge: is can you extend a team's pitching to get to the point? If you're like Oklahoma, they're a powerful offensive team. Arkansas is a powerful offensive team. Same for Ole Miss. I mean, they're the three left standing. Texas A&M was a powerful offensive team. I mean, they were they. Sure. They hit bombs. I mean, but OU's pitching was able to keep them in check. And really, Sandlin's the only guy that they hit uh, in that first day. And then today, they got one real good hit, a home run off of him. uh, And he struck out 12, like you said. I mean, it was just, that's the thing. It's like this OU offense today was not the explosive offense that we've seen throughout the playoffs. They didn't have to be because David Sandlin had such a fantastic day on the mound.
2: He was excellent. He was excellent. And it, it, it's it's kind of cool. Like, you know, I I don't know. I, I've always had a – I always cheer for the guys that are from Oklahoma and him being like a kid from Owasso. I don't know if you saw that Eric Bailey tweeted uh, during the game that he had talked to Owasso's baseball coach. Uh, I think it was this past week. He didn't even make the Owasso – uh, varsity team until a senior
1: yeah, season. Now yeah, they talked about like that a lot speaks of the to
2: like how it. great the Owasso baseball oh, program yeah. I mean, is. That's I think, the like, thing. Owasso's
1: been really good. Won state championships. Like they they've been really good. Like
2: right. But it at the same time it talk it speaks to you know I think a little bit of the development that you know David went through obviously under Skip uh, here over the course of the season and just for him to get uh, you know his ability to bounce back from what was a rough outing on Friday. Uh, you know, it, it kind of goes back to that thing. Like all the buttons that they're pushing right now, uh, end up being correct. And you know, Skip talked about it on Friday. He wanted to get Sandlin out there to kind of ease the butterflies. And with an eight-run lead, they were able to do that. They were able to get away with it. And uh, you know, they wake up, you know, Thursday morning with a couple of off days now in Omaha before the uh, start of the championship series coming up on Saturday.
1: I'm gonna tell you this: uh, baseball is the new helicopter parent capital of the world. I think. <laughs> Because you're going well, you to have all these parents that are, like, living in, you know, big, you know, like, 6A towns, 5A towns. Like, they're going to move all their kids to, like, uh, Tuttle or something. So their kids can have starting spots and stuff. Because I think like, they might
2: be already doing that. No, that's that, I'm
1: saying that because this is happening. I know a family that, like, I don't want to say any names or what town because I don't want to make it sound like I'm, you know, ripping on anybody. But this is already happening. But like David Sandlin's story is like every parent loves hearing that story because it makes you believe that your son is just being overlooked and he really does have to. Now he's throwing ninety-five miles an hour. I mean, a lot right. of parents, your kids don't throw ninety-five miles. If your kid's not breaking eighty-five, like this is not your story. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know what David Sandlin was throwing when he's a junior in high school, but I have to believe he was in the 80s.
2: I would imagine. So I don't. I don't know what I can ask him tomorrow. I. It's just like yeah, the whole thing. Yeah,
1: like like ask whole him tomorrow. I just want to know what kind of pitcher he was as a junior. Like, did he think he was, you know, getting screwed? Oh, I'll, ask him.
2: I'll, I'll ask him if he was shitty. I, he'll tell me. Yeah. It it just, like, it's all come together. Uh, Trevin Michael again today. Like, you know, I don't think that you have to worry about anything when oh he comes my God. into the game. I mean, he's, he's automatic
1: he was, all of a sudden.
2: He's been incredible. And, it, like, his his attitude about things... I don't know. He like, he might be the best soundbite on the team and we just don't talk to him very often. I, I don't do think you think that he's gotten,
1: shit. do you think he's gotten cockier since the Virginia tech thing? Oh, 100% or at least, at least
2: we see it more. Maybe that be, might be a little bit yeah. too, but we see like, that I, I he's, that he has a belief
1: like in that. himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens no when you're, it. I mean, this team has a, I mean, I've been on baseball teams that we made runs. Like, I mean, it's not at this level. So, but like all of a sudden, you go, you play in the conference tournament and you find your, and and you were like fourth, like we had one year, we were like fourth or fifth. We got to the conference tournament. Everybody got hot. It was like people that hadn't been doing anything all year were suddenly hitting bombs. And you're like, oh, that's why that guy has a scholarship. Like stuff just starts happening and you don't understand why it happens. Uh, And I think that's why you see Skip Johnson, you know, Skip is just like, it's almost like, I don't want to mess with this. Like, I just no, I just want I everybody of that. I just want everybody to go out there be loose, play baseball because you don't always know why this happens and you know that you can do things to screw it up. So it it, it oh, on a absolutely. baseball team, like you talk about coaching decisions and this and this and that. I mean, you're talking about going to the plate and battling a pitcher and seeing pitches uh and fouling off balls, getting up in the count, getting down like you can't plan out exactly everything that happens in a baseball game that leads to someone having success at the plate. Just like you can't... Like, no one could have... There was no sports psychologist. No one could have seen what David Sand would have done after he gave up that bomb of a home run in the left field. And instead of wilting, you that was the key point of the entire game. He comes. I think he strikes out two after that? With after a couple on run. base? Was that... I'm trying to remember how that inning played out after
2: the sixth inning, right after, after the home the sixth run. Inning home after run? he
1: gave up the home run, right? Yeah, he goes. He just he locked it down. Fly out
2: to uh, fly out to Pettison left, the ground ball to Robertson at third, where he took it unassisted, and then he struck out uh, the Troy Claunch kid, uh, I think on a two two slider maybe. Yeah, uh, and that was his 12th strikeout of the game, or his 11th strikeout of the game, which was a new career high. And then he was like right at 90. And at that point, I, I, I tweeted something. I was like, and I put it on the board uh, in the game thread. Like, he's at 90. They have Chaz up in the bullpen. I could see that being it. And then he came out in the seventh inning, and he, you know, quickly, four pitches into the seventh inning, he went ground out to Graham at second. Uh, a really nice play by Spikerman out in right field on a kind of a, a seeing eye, like what would be single that he was able to get under, and they caught it. And all of a sudden, it was like, he's at 94 pitches with two outs in the seventh. Like, and then, obviously, he struck out uh, Kale Kohler, or Cole Kaler to uh, end the inning. And, you know, by then, it was just like, yeah, I, th- I mean, Michael's up and warm. And this thing is kind of kind of curtains on it.
1: Well, and you wonder, like, you just look at that staff and you mentioned Trevor Michael uh, and the emotion that he's starting to show. Have you ever seen that much emotion from David Sandlin? Today, pump the fist pumps. He's pretty.
2: Yeah, he he's done that. He he's kind of like that. I think he's pretty up and down, and I think that kind of goes back to why Skip wanted to get him out there on Friday because he's a very emotional guy, and you know I think that that's the one thing like Skip isn't. He doesn't necessarily strike me as somebody that like he doesn't do like the raw raw speeches and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, taking him to Rosenblatt. Yeah. We can get into that here later. That's but cool. Yeah, it. He's very very big on like the mental aspect of the game. And, you know, I wrote about like just the culture of the program and everything that, uh, you know, he kind of preaches within this team, the way that David Sandlin responded to the, uh, Austin boast home run kind of, or the Dylan rock home run. That's kind of perfect for how this whole thing goes. Even look back at, uh, Cade Horton on Sunday. Uh, you know, in any time that he would get into trouble and he didn't get into very much trouble, Steps to the back of the mound, kind of composes himself, gets back up there. And it's just a very mature group. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do, and especially the pitching staff, uh, that is a direct reflection on Skip Johnson. It's, it's, it's nuts, too. Oklahoma's the first Big 12 team to play in the championship series since 2009, which was Texas in 2009. And Skip was the pitching coach for Texas back then.
1: Yeah, and I I can't tell you just just from a baseball perspective, just, you know, growing up playing the game, like how unique it is because I think Jimmy Crooks does a good job of this. And it's, you know, I always thought as a catcher, it was my responsibility to take care of the guy that was on the mound. Like, I always knew, okay, this guy's a little bit of a head case. Uh, If I see this happen or I let this happen, it could go sideways real fast. Um, and, like, you just always want to take care of those guys, whether it's, you know, framing the pitches so it looks good, calming them down if if the ump calls a, a ball when you feel like it's been a strike. Like, you're always kind of – and I think Crooks does a good job of kind of taking time out, running out to the mound if he sees something, settling guys down. Uh, but to have your catcher hitting three-run bombs and giving you – the lead and, and giving you the offense like that's really cool as a catcher like I'm really happy for Jimmy Crooks that he's so hot and he's able to do that because I mean other than uh was it the was it Treadway or was it Spikerman that had the RBI uh Treadway okay Treadway Treadway, had,
2: Treadway RBI single in the fifth extended his hitting streak to 17 games as well
1: but it's just like you know it was a grind for them offensively yeah. today I mean well, M threw some I, I good arms it, at him
2: it, it kind of speaks to the, I think the respect that Jimmy Crooks or uh, that Skip Johnson has for Jimmy Crooks, Jimmy Crooks calls pitches.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: it's his show back there.
1: And that's and, awesome. You know,
2: he kind of, he kind of, he kind of leads those pitchers along. Uh, and it, it, it's sort of kind of amazing because, you know, not too long ago, just a couple years ago, Jimmy Crooks is kind of battling Justin Mitchell, who ends up transferring the Norman high product, who ends up transferring to uh, Kansas state this past season. Like, they were battling to see who the catcher was going to be. And they made a decision, went with Crooks last year uh, or, you know, two years ago. And, you know, ever since then, this has kind of been Jimmy Crooks' team. And he's kind of, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that would say Tanner Treadway is kind of the heartbeat of this team. I know that Peyton Graham told us that before they went down to Gainesville in the regional. Uh, But Jimmy Crooks is kind of like the unsung uh, captain of this team, if you will. I think that there's a lot of people that look to him. Uh, you know, to to not only be the uh, the the captain out on the field on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, you know, like you said, when when he gives you the big swings that he's giving you right now, uh, it's just kind of added icing on top of the cake.
1: My Only disappointment today is that we have not gotten our Shohei Otani uh, moment from Kate Horton yet at the plate.
2: <laughs> I just like Kate Horton. It, it's one of those things. I was kind of surprised that they. You put him can. At the I DH. mean, you
1: can tell like. He's rusty. Like, he's not. No, he is. Being out there, you know, facing live pitching, uh, you know, not knowing what's coming at you. Like, he's still, he's not. Like, I almost think at one point today, I was thinking, oh, it's uh, Orduño is who they started the other day, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, Orduño started on uh, Sunday night in the DH role for Brett Squires.
1: I almost think he's a better choice right now. His yeah, I th- just I, I seems like if, he. I mean, he has he has massive potential. I mean, I remember seeing those those monsters he was hitting in fall ball uh, before he got you know his injury. Uh, I mean, it's just he has a ton of potential, but he's just not yeah, quite ready yet. I don't think
2: it'll be interesting when they get to the championship series. Uh, depending on what Mississippi throws at him, if they and I think they really like trying to match up. So we're yeah, right. just talking about a right-handed hitter yeah. now. I was surprised that they went with Horton over Diego, but. I think that the, the thinking on that was, uh, and Skip kind of insinuated this after the game, I think on the uh, radio broadcast in the post game. I think they hit Cade Horton the last two days out of practice, and I've been out there for it, and his batting practices has been hitting tanks over yeah, the uh, left of the wall at Bellevue East. I can like see that. Absolute monster tanks. I mean, he is street. a monster.
1: The potential is definitely there. I mean, and maybe. Maybe something sparks. I mean, that always, you know, that that can happen on this stage.
2: Sure. And I think they were just kind of hoping that he runs into one. But at the same time, I think everybody in that dugout is kind of thinking the same thing. Like, please don't get hit. (laughs) If you're going to get out, just run down the base pass gingerly. Like, don't do anything that is going to jeopardize a possible next start on the mound. Because he's that good uh, with an arm. You know, like. The, the most interesting thing with Kate Horton here over the next couple of weeks, this is like a very uncomfortable conversation to have. I was talking to Toby about it. it he's going to have to basically decide. I mean, he's moved up in the, uh, the MLB pipeline top two rounds. He's going to have to basically decide, do I want to go now, which he's coming off Tommy John surgery, so I don't know what the decision there is going to be, or do you want to come back to college, refine your skills with Skip, be one of the best Friday night starters in the entire college baseball and you could be a top 10 pick in 2023. Like that's his decision. And I don't know like what the scouts tell you. I don't know what an agent would tell you. Well, I, I probably know what an agent would tell you, but like, I don't know what the smart decision is going to be because he's going to have that decision in front of him. He's going to, are you, do you want to go take the millions now or do you kind of want to bet on yourself, bet on your arm coming off Tommy John, come back, work with skip for another year and you could legitimately probably be a top 10 pick in the 2023 in a uh, major league draft.
1: Are you, are you telling me right now that you want me to put together an NIL deal for Cade Horton, get that sleeve uh, filled in?
2: Yeah, we, we, he might need to get another sleeve on the other arm.
1: Well, he's got to get the one he's got now filled in a little bit more. I mean, it's not a complete way sleeve yet. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he wants no, to John I, Mayer it and go color, you know, like Japanese style. I
2: mean, he can do anything he wants. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity on uh, Sunday afternoon uh, in Game 2 to really kind of put his stamp on this thing. I mean, he probably already has in a way. But, you know, and and that's the other thing about getting it done today in the fashion that they did. Uh, it's all set up now. I mean, Jake Bennett's going to start Game 1 on Saturday night. Kate Horton's going to start Game 2 on uh, Sunday afternoon. And then you worry about Monday when you get there.
1: I liked your notebook yesterday. Uh, you you pointed out that, you know, when a team gets knocked out, they take their flag and they fly it at half mast. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Like, I didn't it's know hilarious. that they did that.
2: I'm just, I am well, I mean, I, it's, I mean not, it's not an official, like, it's, it's part of, like, the merch area. So I don't think it's like the NCAA doesn't have somebody going out and doing that. That'd be cool if
1: they did, though. So uh, here's my thing: You're in Omaha. Do you have any thoughts on a a natty, per Patty type situation? Like, have you put any thought into it? Is, is it just been you've coming up? You're coming up blank. Because I mean, we all know how important really that was to the softball it. run.
2: I know. I haven't really thought about it. And I full disclosure, I. I don't know <laughs> because I I like doing that stuff where I'm not around the people. So I don't yeah. have to, like ever really see anybody. you know,
1: you, you like being a joker when, you know, you don't have to be in the middle of like asking questions at right. press conferences and stuff.
2: Exactly right. That's that's exactly so right. So you have
1: shame is what you're saying. Uh, you do feel somewhat. shame.
2: Somewhat. Some, some a little bit of shame. But not too much. It's a good thing I
1: haven't shown you any of your T-shirt designs because your head would get really big.
2: I can't get any much bigger.
1: Uh, that, that, that is one of the... Since, since Josh wouldn't let me go, I mean, ruining my dream of ever covering an OU championship at Omaha probably never happened again in my lifetime. Who knows? Thanks, Josh. I, I mean, maybe they'll just go back to back. We may have... Josh and I may have just... We, if they win a national championship, Josh and I may, might have problems being business partners moving forward. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I,
2: I I truly like and still am in a little bit of awe as far as what they've been able to do up here. I I I told Eric Hollier, the uh, SID for baseball. Like I I thought that they would maybe win a game. I just didn't really know what to expect on this stage because I knew that like the other teams up here are really really good, and I would still even say like the two most talented teams are probably playing right now in Old Miss and Arkansas.
1: I mean, no, there's nobody in their heart of hearts that could have said, oh, they're definitely going to Blacksburg and winning that super regional. Like they were, no, they I, were a team Didn't that, know
2: what, how good the ACC was. Like, that was my only hold up. Yeah. And you saw the numbers that they threw up there. Uh, but I'm know, just with, saying, I mean, what, like, like everybody's,
1: everybody's talking about like, well, you, you know, and I know people are getting kind of defensive, including you a little bit, uh, about that fourth inning the other day. Um. And, you know, people say, how could they run themselves out of the inning like that? Uh, and it became, well, oh, that's what they do all year. If you'd watch this team, you'd oh, know. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, but it's, it is. But, it's, it's but here's the things. thing. Here's the thing. It was bad base running. I I can admit that. The team that they have been all year, like, this is the best version of them. Like, oh, yeah, they, They've sure. been building to this. Sure. Like, no, so 100%. it's like, it's like, you're, yes, you followed the team all year. And you deserve to be recognized for being a diehard fan. But even you didn't know it would be this good. Like, and now that it's gotten this good, it's fine. Like, just everybody's going to enjoy it. I mean, there are going anybody... to be people caravaning up to, the, up to Omaha this weekend. I mean, oh yeah, I, I, I don't wouldn't... think that anybody thought it was going to be this
2: good for this long. Like, it's been high-level elite baseball for a month now. Like, and you could even extend it into two months. I mean, Kerry, they haven't, they haven't, they have not, not won two games on a weekend since April
1: 10th. Was it like seven straight weeks or something like that? It's June 22nd,
2: and I know that these games haven't been played on a weekend, but they haven't lost a weekend since April 10th. I mean, it's it's insane.
1: Well, it goes back to it goes back to Jake Bennett to. C- to Cody Horton to uh, um why do I want to say Cody Horton, Cade, Cade Horton, uh and like David Sandlin. What you saw today, Cody Thomas. Yeah, exactly.
2: No, it's it's truly like what
1: they and the bats stayed hot. I mean, that's that's yeah. the other thing.
2: No, the bats have stayed hot, and you know, I think more than anything, they're just pounding the strike zone. David Sandlin today, like Skip Johnson, uh, he told Toby on the pregame show, like the number one thing for him because of A and M's. Uh, and you said the Gary Ward-like mentality of taking a pitch, fill up the strike zone as much as possible. He threw 17 strikes to the uh, first pitch strikes to the 27 batters he faced. Yeah, the second like,
1: time around in the order, the, they were, game. the second time around in the order, they were starting to swing at some of the first pitches. I just kind of throw them off, but then they kind of went back to taking it again. Like, But the thing was, I mean, like you said, he was at, what was it, 79 or something going into the seventh inning? Or 80, 84 or something? He was at 90
2: going into seventh. Okay. Because they finished right out of 100. His hundredth pitch was the strikeout of uh, Cole Kaler.
1: But I, I remember he had one inning where he threw four pitches and had two outs. or You know, just didn't want to Yeah, it that, was
2: a, that, was, that was the uh, seventh inning.
1: Was that the Kohler home run that came up after that?
2: Uh, no, that was the... Oh, that was the seventh he, before the he left
1: and, and gave way to right, Mitchell. Right, right, okay. he gave way.
2: It was it was it was truly like a a very very special uh, performance. I mean i i i i don't need, know any other way to say it. I think David Sandler would probably tell you that. I don't know. He might be a little crazy. Do you see like the video shots? Somebody uh, sent me video shots of him like talking to himself on the mound and stuff.
1: Uh no, I didn't see that. No.
2: He's like just mouthing to himself like one more, come
1: on, and like
2: one more mother. You know, yeah, it's it just like it's like this guy was he was he was locked in today.
1: I mean, you just do what you got to do when you're out there on the mound and you're throwing it like. Oh, that. sure. It was just crazy. I mean, it was no doubt. And there was there was Man. one point in the game where they got a little too a uh, little too curveball happy. And he got away from from throwing strike from throwing uh, fastballs. And something happened. Like, I don't know, maybe Skip said something to to crooks, but it's like all of a sudden he found the fastball again and he started throwing it by people. It's I, I think it's just kind of one of those deals, like you know what that lineup is, and when you start facing them the second time around, you're like, This stuff's probably not good enough against everybody in this lineup because they can jack it around. And and what he you know, what he found out I think was just my stuff is still good. Like My my fastball is still good. I'm still able to throw it past these guys. Because his curveball was so good, uh, they never really got a bead on his fastball.
2: I don't know how you felt, but I, the, the turning point in the entire game was fourth inning. I mean, you go back and he walks the leadoff hitter, he gives up the single, and all of a sudden it's first and second, no outs, and you're thinking... Okay, it's only 4 to nothing. And then he struck A&M out the side, to really right? get back into this and then he strike, yeah, he comes back and strikes out the side. Yeah, that was uh, amazing. starting with the Troy Claunch kid who I think is a really really good baseball player. Like he's a great catcher. Won a national championship with Oregon State, transferred down to join Schloss Nagel at A&M this past year. And uh he strikes him out, strikes out the uh, Brett Minich kid who was having a really good college world series and Jordan Thompson who hit the three-run homer on Friday off Jake Bennett. And, you know, I think after that, it was kind of one of those moments of you just averted, You just got out of a big situation. You're up four to nothing and you're going into the bottom of the fourth. And it, it seemed like everybody kind of breathed easy after that. It was like after that, it was kind of the downhill slide. Yeah.
1: And then I mean, and then you get some insurance run. You get an insurance run there. Yep. They hit the home run. And you're like, OK, well, now you don't really have to worry unless they get two people on base. And then maybe you change pitchers. And they never let it get to that point.
2: I mean, no, there, was, there was. That's the crazy thing. There it's was
1: like, basically an entire day of AM. I mean, a little threat here and there, but for the most part, they couldn't even get on base. No, after the Dylan
2: Rock home run in the uh, sixth inning, uh, he's the first batter in the sixth inning. They get a solo shot immediately. It's
1: 5 1. I think uh, they turned a double play. They didn't they have they no, a didn't have play. hit until the top of the nine. They turned a double play at one point. Um, yeah, they. The,
2: Double play got him out of the eighth inning. Okay, uh, that was after Trevor and Michael came in. He gives up. He walks the guy with one out after the great Spikerman play out in right field. Walks the guy two or three pitches later. Six four three. Peyton Graham rolls it up, and they're out of the inning. And after that, is like the game's over. Like they're not going to score four runs off Michael in the ninth.
1: And then, I mean, the other thing about the, watching the World Series is you you just can't you can't screw up at all. Like you know, yeah. OU, they get caught for a stolen base, and then uh uh OU, they throw the they th- the second baseman has just a ground ball out, throws it to first base, and the first baseman doesn't catch it. And then I, I mean, believe that just, was the inning where Treadaway knocked in the, the insurance run.
2: Uh that was well, no, Graham scored on uh Graham had the double after Spikerman led off the inning in the uh third inning. Spikerman leads off the inning with uh, single to left. Yeah, then he has gets the gets caught, caught stealing. Double. Graham doubles. Robertson hits the lazy ground ball over to second, and the uh first baseman drops it. Right. And that got uh Graham around. So he scored on the uh air. Oh,
1: did he score on the air? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that was just it's crazy because he was man. already
2: at second. He gets the third, and then you know the ball rolls away, and he scores from uh, from third. Like, and that's the thing is like you you go back and you look at what Oklahoma has done every time that somebody does make an error against them in the NCAA they make tournament. Them pay, yeah, I bet they've scored at least 90 percent of the time. Maybe that's probably too high. I bet they've scored seventy five percent of the time.
1: It's impressive. You can't
2: give them no. You can't, you can't screw can't up against them. them. Any any little opening. And, you know, I, I think if you go back and you look at really good teams and teams that have won the College World Series or teams that would have won just championships in general, any sport, they take advantage of those opportunities. I mean, look at the OU softball team. Anytime that they had an opening, yeah. they would make a team pay with like nine runs.
1: Yeah, I don't remember watching an OU baseball team uh, where I was like, if someone walked... I was like, "Well, you're in trouble now." Like, yeah, you never, especially early in the inning. Like, if you walk a leadoff guy for OU, you're you're screwed most of the time. Yeah, it's it's it's
2: just it it truly like it. <laughs> I don't want to say it doesn't make sense because I think that like kind of takes away from like what they've put together. But I mean this this team it's a talented team. Don't get me wrong, very talented, but you don't look at it and you go like, I don't know. I, at least for me, like I don't look at this team as like an Arkansas or an Ole Miss that I feel like is just supremely talented. I mean, they've, they've obviously brought in some really nice pieces. They were like saying Robertson that – and was very highly rated out of high school. They were but saying it, that uh, – all, uh, Ar- all these guys have taken like weird routes.
1: Yeah, they were saying that Arkansas, <laughs> they have the three highest launch uh, trajectories of anybody in the World Series like three I mean, different Arkansas players from and Arkansas. Old Miss
2: Both spent time at number 1 team in the country this year. Yeah. And and the the old Miss story is fascinating just for that aspect. They were the number 1 team in the country and then they ended up being the last team to get into the tournament and like Oklahoma didn't play a, a home game in the NCAA tournament and all of a sudden you look up they haven't lost a game in the NCAA tournament. Now they're getting beat 2-1 right now in the 7th, but uh still like all these teams are, are very, very good. And, you know, I think that it's kind of like we talked about last week, Carrie, when I got up here, it's like everybody wanted to know like what the direction of the program was uh, because of the move to the SEC here in a few years. And this kind of solidifies everything. It, it, I think it kind of calms everybody down. Obviously, you're playing for a national championship, but I think like, every long term feels maybe,
1: good. Every sport is more prepared to go to the SEC except for football. <laughs> like baseball's prepared softball's definitely prepared i mean men's basketball they just aren't very good in the sec in basketball so you know nobody's saying oh you got to prepare in basketball uh but like football is like that's the only school that you you worry like are they prepared to go to the sec and not like play kentucky and missouri but to beat georgia or alabama
2: just like the irony too of like everything that's happening right now. Uh, it's going to be really funny when we go to Big 12 Media Days so here in about a month. And Bob Bowlesby, like, Bob Bowlesby, if, if he walks in there with a basketball championship and a baseball championship, like, he should give everybody the middle finger.
1: <laughs> I'll say this. I, by the way, we should also uh, mention a uh, big news for OU Stadium that came out today. Yeah, uh, I don't well, that know. That was just big news in general. Yeah, just huge. And, you know, you kind of put this out there. When they when they was, when when was it was determined that they were headed to Omaha, oh, you kind of reintroduced like, hey, you know, we're building a new baseball stadium. Like, it was kind of a reintroduction of something they'd already done. I know some people were like, well, didn't they already announce this? Yeah, but it was just an opportunity to, for them to remind people like, hey, uh, we're building a new, we, we've got the softball taken care of. We're, getting, we're doing baseball too and uh, you might want to support this program right now because sure uh, look at they're uh, not going
2: to be turning down checks I'd put it that way no
1: but I I don't know who Brian Kimry Brian and Kim Kimry uh, from Bartlesville, my birthplace uh, they made a, a, a they had already made a million dollar donation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd already contributed 1.1 million. Now they decided to increase that to 3.1 million. Uh, and like the Loves when they did the softball stadium, they are issuing a challenge to donors. They said they will match every other donation dollar for dollar up to an additional $2 million. So essentially this is that's, a $5.1 a million dollar donation. Yeah.
2: Is that not like the biggest flex of all time? Like, oh, by the way, we'll also...
1: Look, match. we're rich. Uh, stop being poor you other riches and give $2 million, and then we'll give another $2 million, basically. I mean, I it's, a great little, it's a great little... Um, kind of way to do it. I didn't want to call it a scam or a <laughs> no, I mean that's what the loves did I mean you gonna rip on the loves no the loves family shout out um but no I mean that's that's big that's huge, so I mean if someone matches, so they're up to seven point one million if somebody else comes up with the two million so.
2: No, it looks good. I And I, and it's cool I'm how they, if you sure, haven't like,
1: seen the plans, it's cool how they're kind of redoing the entry into the stadium to make it more, mm-hmm. you're coming in through home plate. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, it,
2: it looks really cool. Like, I I think that, and, you know, I think that the right now, the kind of the plans are to break ground on that in June of 2023. I think that's kind of like the target date. Uh, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, it's like OU baseball's kind of been nickel and dimed by OU. I, yeah. I feel like, and, you know, I listen, like, obviously the, the results haven't been where they needed to be over the last couple of years,
1: but, but we know, all I, I know, Eddie. like we all know, like, you know, whether it was salary or whatever, I mean, the Sonny thing, the way it ended, it was basically him uh, at the time. It seemed like it was Sonny kind of trying to negotiate and it ended up yeah. not costing him a job, but he had to take another job because, oh, wasn't willing to commit to the things that he wanted. Uh, and you're right. It's always seemed like baseball has gotten like, you know, they've made some upgrades here and there, but it's like, if nobody's there, you could go up and push that press box around. Like it's not, it's, it's not all that. It's, you know,
2: literally been the same thing since I was in yes. school. I mean, it, it literally now it's been the same press box over at the football stadium, but they've obviously had a little bit more success.
1: Well, and they've done a lot for, you know, you know, I think Sonny's deal was he just wanted, like, better training facilities, batting cages and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and couldn't get that. So, like, this is a $30 million project. Uh, I mean, I certainly don't expect to <laughs> throw it out there like someone listening to the Unofficial 40 is going to go out and give $10 million. I mean, I'm sure those sure. people listen that have that money, but it's not like we're it's our job to be the Sooner Club. Uh, but, I mean, $30 million, I mean, just like, look what, I, I can't remember what the the uh, Griffin family uh, center cost, but, I mean, whatever that was, that made a huge difference. Just a training facility attached onto something that a lot of people want to see bulldozed.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm talking even more so about the university aspect of it. I mean, I think that there's some things that have happened up here that oh, OU could be supported a little bit more.
1: Hmm. And it, you want to... Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard that each that? team...
2: I I've heard that each team got $150 per DM per day. It's like an NCAA rule the yeah. players do. Uh-huh. And I've heard the OU baseball players haven't gotten that from the university. Wow. wow. That's Which I, I like in a in a sucky. certain respect, like I kind of think is pathetic.
1: Yeah. If that
2: that's they have really going on, that's athletes like that.
1: That's terrible if that's really going on.
2: Hmm. I mean, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but it's just like they're playing for a national championship.
1: Yeah, Joe, you got to fix that. That's crazy. So, uh, okay. So, what happens now? OU moves on. They play Saturday. Yep. Uh, they will await to find out who wins the other side of the bracket right now. Is it still 2 1? I don't have the ti can't. I don't have a yeah, TV in here. It's
2: still 2 1. Arkansas threatening to get a little bit of an insurance run. Uh, it looks like maybe a review out at second, but. Which that's uh, what you yeah. want if
1: you're an OU fan. That's what you, you want. Arkansas to win tonight. Oh, let them play. Use up pitching. With winning. Yeah, use up as tomorrow. much pitching as possible. And I think I think if they have to play tomorrow, I think Ole Miss is going with their ace.
2: Oh, they're they're pitching uh, Dalich again tomorrow.
1: I think so. I mean, I, I I don't know for sure, but it seemed like that. That's what they were insinuating on the broadcast. Sure and
2: he's been really good that'd be a huge break for Oklahoma if that could, uh, that could be the case i yeah it's it's and anybody that they play though it's like if you get what you just got out of Jake Bennett and David Sandlin and Cade Horton or Cade Horton but you just Jake have to Bennett get
1: two you just need you just need Bennett and Horton to
2: do right. what they did right i mean the numbers that they've put up in the college world series they've the Oklahoma pitching staff as a whole has struck out thirty-four and walked six.
1: By the, the way, um
2: the starters in back to back performances with Sandlin and uh Horton have struck out twenty-three and walked four or walked three. No, walked two. They each walked one each. Kate Horton and David Sandlin against Notre Dame and AM.
1: By the way, um I hope that message board geniuses doesn't go in comb through certain threads on the Crimson Corner.
2: <clears throat> I mean, here's the thing: they were never thinking about pitching Jake Bennett today. Like he threw a bullpen yesterday. Yeah,
1: I saw in skip. preparation uh, yeah. in
2: case they needed to throw him on on Thursday. So like th- this idea that they should have thrown Jake Bennett, it it's like a non-starter with me. It was never it was never thought about. They they've been planning for this for the last you know X amount of weeks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have no chance at a national title if you threw right. him today. Right. And it didn't work out. Like, well, like even if you even if you like that'd be the worst thing in the world. You lose the first game, now you've lost Bennett, and you've lost all your other pitchers in the in the if necessary game coming up. I mean, my God. It it, it just like it, it doesn't make any sense. But at the same
2: time, they're in a perfect spot. I mean, it just I left it's it at three pages,
1: so I, I didn't even get to see all the carnage. Um, it's beautiful. It's, it's great internetting, is what it is. It's, it's I think we may have internet. lost a member based on their own opinion, on their own hot take, because I, I think I would probably leave the site if that happened to me.
2: Or at least change his name.
1: Definitely. I'll change. Don't leave the site. We still want your money. Just let it, we'll change your name.
2: Put them in uh, scoop witness protection. Well,
1: yeah, we we we'll start scoop witness protection for everyone that has awful takes on sports that they don't follow year round. When they want to come hard, and it in uh, it's what's what's the old Dave Chappelle skit? Uh, what <laughs> the, the which uh, one? Uh, when keeping it real goes wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things of all time. Uh, next to the wrap it up. Um, but yeah, when Keeping It Real Goes Wrong, that's one of my favorite comedy skits of all time. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll start a witness protection program for all of those of you that are so embarrassed by your hot take that you just want to disappear. It's happened like to all that. of us. I've I have been like fr- that. I've been freezing cold Taked before on Twitter.
2: Oh, I think it's like a sign of it's uh, not a, a sign it's, of honor.
1: It's not a pleasant experience.
2: Well, when you're in the take industry, that's you just what, have to kind of take it do.
1: and just know, like, yeah, I effed up. Yeah. That's part of the whatever uh, that's, you, part, that's part whatever of the Whatever you're gonna say. Experience. Yeah, whatever you're gonna say to me, I deserve it. I'm gonna take it like a man and I'll move on. Just so. a little
2: bit of a schedule here for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, tomorrow. They'll have, I I would imagine they're going to get out. I think Skip doesn't want to basically just like laying around the hotel all day. So they'll get out and probably have a small little batting practice workout.
1: Maybe uh, some bologna
2: sandwiches. On Friday, the day before the championship series, they're actually having like a media day. So they'll practice again over at uh, the Schwab. They'll go out and do their thing, uh, like actually out on the field, They'll practice on the field. They'll go through batting practice on the field and then they actually have a media session. Uh, Friday afternoon so that's kind of what to look forward to here over the next couple of days from Omaha and then obviously game one of the uh, championship series coming up on Saturday.
1: If I gave you just like a bag of gas station sandwiches to hand out on media day would you do it? To who? To the players who aren't getting their per diem Well
2: I mean hopefully <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, the right has been wrong and hopefully I'm wrong <laughs> about that but we'll see.
1: Just like hand out fruit you know Hey guys, I heard about you per Diem.
2: They can come over to the uh, boardroom and eat with me, the blue collar boardroom.
1: See, I mean, stop making it out like we're not giving you decent accommodations, all right? It's not
2: it's not you guys. It's not you guys at all. This is an NCAA thing. And it's not that bad. That's I the, say it lovingly. I've mm-hmm. I've I've come to love this place. I was telling Max Olson earlier, it's like he's like, Well, sometimes the rooms open up in like the downtown area. I was like, dude, I'm not moving. This is this is my home trust me I've been looking for you this uh, is my this is my place the, I'm the, I don't want to move the this prices want to be
1: come down but they're still ridiculous the no, th- this is where I want to be roughing it
2: it's not even roughing it it's just you know I, it's, I just think a, it's it's just it's, a, it's, it's one of these things Carrie we you take care such great care of us when we do travel and we go to Marriotts and stuff like that this is this is a culture building experience. This is a character building experience <laughs> and I appreciate it.
1: This is like going out. This is like being on an episode of Bear Grylls if you're in the media.
2: But it is like it, it's fun in a way because everybody's here. Like all the media yeah. people are here. So it's not like I'm cuz they all over got a bunch of cheap myself. bastard
1: bosses like me. They're like I can get that rate. Right? Okay.
2: Oh, no. It's I mean it's it, it and it's really not that bad. I mean, it, I I'm making it out to be a lot worse than it actually is.
1: Uh, I mean, when, it's, if, it's, if I ever it's, if I
2: if I wake up with a bug on my face or something, that's when I'll make the call.
1: OK, hopefully oh, that good. doesn't happen. I don't
2: th- I don't think we're anywhere close to that.
1: I've seen some roaches a, in the office. So, there, hmm. There's, there's a restaurant across
2: the uh, street from us that I'm going to maybe go try out tonight when we get done here. It's called the Spearmint Rhino. I've never <laughs> seen them, but I'm going to try it out.
1: Isn't there like a Perkins right across the street or something? No, that was there the, literally no, there is a Perkins. Okay. How'd you know that? I think I saw that in the photos when I was booking the trip.
2: No, there is, and uh, Lee Benson and I went over there one night and got dinner. Saturday night we went over there and uh, had a nice little. Did you ask the hostess? Meal. Did it was the, actually? It was you,
1: awesome. Did you ask the hostess if Tiger Woods has ever come in?
2: Uh, no, I don't think that Tiger Woods has probably frequented this one. But if you show your uh, your room key, you get a discount. So
1: I might be back over there tonight. Perkins is not the worst place in the world. Perkins was good. Yeah. It's like, uh, for those, it's kind of like a, it's like an upscale
2: Denny's. This kind of how, yeah, it's
1: kind of like, it's kind of like a poor man's Charleston's and upscale Denny's. By the way, uh, my buddy runs the Charleston's in Omaha and he has invited you for a fine meal. Anytime you want.
2: Yeah. I think we're going to, we might try to get over there. I, the one place that I like, we have to go, and it might be tomorrow night, is uh the Drover, the steak place with the uh, whiskey steaks. Like, that's the place that everybody talks about when you go to Omaha, you go to the Drover. Mm-hmm. Uh Toby and Eric and those guys went on to Monday night, said it was amazing. So I, I'm going over there within the next 48 hours before the series starts.
1: I'll pay for that just because you haven't stayed in the usual... uh what's the word no, it's for like it? I
2: always tell you I'm if I'm traveling I'm gonna have to eat anyways so I, I'll pay for it it's no big deal
1: oh my god We're good don't tell Josh that uh so um yeah no but I, I hope you get out and, and are able to kind of enjoy some things and just relax a little bit because it's it, I mean you've been doing some really good big j journalism I'm proud of you
2: well I appreciate it it's been uh, fun it's been fun every once in a while I look down at these hands and I'm like I, I can still do
1: this maybe so you I mean you've impressed me I'm I'm not gonna lie it's been I don't want to praise you too much because you still have a championship series to
2: right you know cover right and if they win I don't want to like just say F it and then don't answer calls and just go out with all my buddies so
1: by the yeah, way I'm gonna,
2: un- I'm gonna really be under the gun this weekend
1: by the way I do have something that'll make you feel better uh, if you are down about the uh, boardroom uh, speaking of boardroom uh, because of OU's historic run and by the way Dead Soxie, really big on the Ole Miss scenes uh, t- as well. So if it's Ole Miss, OU, National Chamber, that's going to be a dead... So- two of their biggest uh, collections, Oklahoma and Ole Miss. It's going to be a face-off. So they're very excited for the fans for both schools. And they're extending their 35% off uh, with the promo code SCOOP. So, uh, I you know, they're just saying baseball team's hot we want you to get these while they're hot uh so also go go to deadsoxy.com d-e-a-d-s-o-x-y.com use that promo code scoop and get 35 percent off uh the retro socks are out there now uh the maker bayfields the the wagon wheels i mean all of them uh they're they're really great uh plus just use those i mean how's the uh how has this the temperature been compared to being in oklahoma i mean you were just you were in oh, the uh, you were the, at football the, camps, so it was brutal there. But is it anything like that out in Omaha?
2: The last couple of days, it was. I mean, over the weekend, they were the heat index was getting into like one hundred five, one hundred ten. You it had was, to feel like
1: the Oklahoma winds followed you there. Yeah,
2: over the last two days, everything's kind of calmed down. Like today was really really nice. Yesterday was pretty nice. Uh, There's a cold front moving in tomorrow. I think uh, slight chance of rain Friday afternoon, Friday evening. But by the weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful. I mean, by like Sunday night, it's supposed to be like low 80s.
1: Now, did you go over? And the reason I was asked you know, brought that up just because you know you want to get the no shows, especially for weeks like this. I, you probably don't have enough dead socksy socks to make it through. You might have uh, all 11 days or whatever you're going to be there. Oh,
2: I brought I brought the entire no show collection from the Rudasovich household. I think. And tomorrow's going to be kind of fun because are you going to have to do I'm laundry? Do a little. I'm gonna do a little laundry up here tomorrow. I I think I kind of have to.
1: I've had to do that before. I've had to do that before. Uh, and I I do they do have a laundry room and stuff for you? So
2: no, they do, and it it, it's actually pretty nice. Like Lee's used it already, so I'm gonna.
1: Yeah, I saw Lee tweeting that he's gonna dip into there. That is really weird when you have to do laundry when you're on covering sports. You know what's crazy? Last
2: night we're coming back from the stadium. It had a. place called the mat it's like a mattress factory that they turned into a restaurant it's right behind right field mm-hmm. and uh we're walking in and this guy like stops and he's like you're ready and i was like yeah yeah and he listened big u40 listener and uh he wasn't even here for the game he coming down from uh south dakota he was talking at like a uh a uh, native american uh i don't want to say reservation but like they're having some type of meeting up there mm-hmm. and he's like yeah i'm coming down from sioux falls had to stay in omaha tonight and uh, headed back out on the road tomorrow. So it was kind of cool.
1: So what's the, uh, h- how do you like the stadium?
2: It's awesome. It's, I've kind of described it as, it's like, One Oak and Tulsa, but a bigger, more professional ballpark, if you will. It's really nice, but it doesn't have that, like, overbearing, professional feel. Like, I think the attendance, uh, the, the, uh, Stadium holds like twenty five thousand. Yes, uh-huh. but it's
1: doesn't it's never feel like, like that. too
2: big. Feels I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's a perfect size for what this venue is. Yeah, and OU's been on a. They've had a little bit of a bad draw because they've played all the afternoon games. At night, it gets packed. Like it's it's at twenty five thousand strong. Like Sunday night, it was. I think the official attendance was like twenty four nine, around there. Yeah, that first uh, elimination game was, it wasn't
1: too bad that first elimination game was pretty bare I remember seeing on TV yeah
2: and it's just hard for somebody to like drop their things and come to a you know national semifinal at one o'clock but that's probably more on the NCAA than it is anybody else
1: all right uh we are going to uh, bring Josh on uh, it is Wednesday night and uh, you, Josh is going to be joining me uh, tomorrow morning um, to finish off the pod. But uh, live from Omaha, Eddie Radosevich, Sooners moving on. They win at win 5-1 to one today over Texas A&M. will face either Arkansas or Ole Miss in the championship series where it's three games and first to win two is your national champion. Oh, OU's never been in a championship series like this before uh, since they've moved to this format. So it should be very exciting. I mean, a lot of you guys that watch softball are, you know, used to this stuff, but this is gonna be really cool.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It I mean, if you're if you're an OU baseball fan, if you're an OU fan in general, I don't know if it gets any better than this. I don't know if it gets any better than what you've gone through this spring as far as, you know, the softball run, the men's golf run, the women's tennis run. It truly might be one of the greatest you know, semesters in the history of the school.
1: National champion in uh, women's I'm, I'm telling you, ever too.
2: since Brent Venables got to campus, things have changed. I I
1: think... It's that motivational spirit that he has.
2: Motivational spirit, or they just had to get the uh, the other thing that was here out of there.
1: Yeah, that might be it. The the power suck.
2: Whatever it was. It was bad juju. I know that.
1: Hmm. I think I called that one. Anyway, um... <laughs> No, it's uh, been great coverage. Go to Soonerscoop.com, subscribe. Also, go to Soonerscoopstore.com uh, and uh, check out our selection of hats. I did drop, I want to clear out all of our, um, not that I don't love you, Isaiah, but I'm trying to clear off all of our inventory to the Isaiah Thomas collection. Uh, we got started late and then Lincoln screwed us, so we, we had more than what, you know, we, we if it were a reg, any other regular circumstance. I know we, those would have been out the door by now. But I just want to get them out the door. I've met with our screen printers. I'm ready to start our uh, Sooner Scoop uh, t-shirt collection and our U40 t-shirt collection. Our uh, Soonerscoop.com hats will be coming. So I got a lot more inventory coming in. So here's what I'm doing. $7.99 for the Isaiah Thomas t-shirts, $14.99 for the hoodies. That's below cost on both, but I just want to get them out the door. And Isaiah's going to get that money. So uh, whatever... I sell it's just going to go straight to him and the new baby and, you know get about buy lots of diapers and stuff for that being a, a a late round pick in the NFL draft he's not rich yet so he could use your support so let's get those things out the door I want to clear out the office 7.99 for the t-shirts 14.99 for the uh, hoodies and I'll get those mailed out to you as soon as you guys get your orders in uh, so thank you very much for all the the support you've given us through soonerscoopstore.com and go get that out of the office, so we can start bringing new stuff in that you guys are gonna love. So Eddie, appreciate it. We will absolutely. We'll see what we do uh, the rest of the way. We might do something, uh, maybe a little post game action or something like that. Yeah, we can do if that if we get a chance. Uh, and uh, but no, it's I I hate spending the money, but I'm glad that you're getting to experience this. I wish I was getting to experience it with you, uh, and it should be just great times watching it. So. Uh, looking forward to it. Eddie, thank you so much. We'll be back Absolutely. on the other side. Uh, we'll welcome in Josh McQuistian. We'll get to some recruiting uh, and some uh, OU football stuff um, right now. All right. Well, well now we welcome in uh, Josh McQuistion, uh my partner in uh, financial crimes. As uh, Josh, I was telling Eddie this. Uh, I our, rep, our relationship may be damaged forever if OU wins a national championship and you denied me the chance to go cover it
0: um you know you better I, root for a loss honestly, it'll be better for your professional life i'm just telling you i considered the possibility of calling you the other night than being or i guess last night and being like all right if you want to fly up there for like game or you want to go up there for like game one and there's a media spot available as obviously a lot of people have already gone home now maybe maybe we oh, could for game one i can only God go for almighty, game one you know, well, I mean, I, you know, let's not get crazy. Carrie. Well, look, you know, I, I still got to I, still I, gotta be I, somewhat tight ass.
1: I hate to make this out to be uh, reasonable uh, because it's my chance to really just dig it in on you. Uh, <laughs> but we don't have enough money for me to fly to Omaha. So I've already spent uh, all the yeah. extra money that we had because new stuff came in that we needed that was out of stock. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm constantly fighting. Like, we need stuff, but it's all back ordered. Uh, Or there's, you know, the shipping delay stuff on everything. I think I've talked about this before. But so it's like just I'll I'll sit there one day. I'll get an alert like what this item in your wish list is coming in stock. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's a thousand dollars I got to spend
0: because we have to have it. And it's literally the moment when we are strapped. Like, okay like the the morning after we decided we were sending Eddie, we're we're like, 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 I've been waiting for stuff for like four
1: months. And then we commit (laughs) to spending two grand to send Eddie to Omaha. And then it's like the next day it's like this item that is impossible to get that you won't ever have for a chance to buy for another 6 months is just coming in stock. So you are just uh, damned if you do and you are damned if you is... Eventually this will all end. Well it'll be over someday. But I will say mm-hmm. we are making money by spending money. Not not $250,000 yet but you know. Oof. Well,
0: so that that it's 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 that number quite gives a bit me abdominal pain quite a mm-hmm. bit
1: higher than that now though so and it's still got more to go I, so
0: I don't I'm trying not to think about it
1: I told you we should have done a YouTube video where I just revealed to you all the stuff that we bought the last three years leading up to this
0: there are incredible there are Tiffany used to listen to the podcast she no longer does and there are moments where I'm very very glad that she does not and having to hear. That you know, like we could have spent that on something, and it'll be some shit for us. I'm like, that's not the way this works. (laughs) Like, we don't just get all this money. And she's like, well, you guys own it. And I'm like, that's not. No, damn it, no. It's nice to see Tiffany just sees us as
1: a bank and not people. A
0: hundred percent hundred we, we are we are just functionaries of her next um decorate decorative decision making inside the house. We like essentially we are need bar stools or
1: we are an NIL collective in her mind. It's just like money just springs up from out of the yes. ground uh, and then it just gets yes. funneled to people for no reason.
0: And her friends are upset because they don't have an Nil collective set up yet, and it's a whole thing. A, <laughs> it's an ugly it's an ugly time in the suburbs of Houston at the moment. So
1: I mean you you posted the article the other day. we should talk about this. Um, and it's 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 just a never ending because it's it's just one of those things. It's like no matter if it's been a day or a week, Every time you bring up, oh, yeah, OU doesn't have an A&M or Texas-like collective going, like, there's been things that have been announced that weren't ready to be announced that I, who knows if they're really going to happen or not. Like, and that's the problem. That's, like, we, why we've always just been, like, we're working on stuff, but, you know, we're not going to be that, like, it, and it's, like, it's always, like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to, it really is the equivalent of are we there yet? Yes. With yes. OU and, and NIL.
0: I I was just talking to somebody, some people on the board about this, and there's this almost I, I don't even think it's vague anymore. It seems to be a widely growing belief that like the OU staff is just completely unaware of NIL <laughs> and has no idea that, that players some players are very interested in and some players are not. Like they're taking that into account. Like they're aware of that. People like People all of a sudden, uh, Steve Wiltfong has mentioned uh, a guy from 24/7, really good national uh, reporter, has mentioned that David Hicks really loved his Oregon visit. A, duh, like yeah, of course he did. Like Oregon does a great job. They, it's a fun place to be, especially in the summer for a guy living in Houston. He goes up there and it's 80 degrees and beautiful, and it yeah. looks different and. All of those things. There's like, very I, I few places on earth
1: like Eugene, Oregon. I mean, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And beyond that, like, it's an official visit, man. They're going to treat you like a god. You get all the food you could ever want. You get to hang around incredible facilities. They're going to show you stuff. I mean, in, at Oregon, you're on the Nike stuff everywhere. I mean, which obviously is going to appeal to any young guy. So it just, it's one of those things you're like, oh, okay, obviously. But now everybody's like, well, I guess that means OU's out. W- what? Where did that correlation come Like, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, it's just going to come down to Oregon and A&M with NIL. And I'm like, guys, Todd Bates is a really good recruiter. Brent Venables is a really good recruiter. They didn't just fall off the turnip truck. Like, those guys know that this stuff's going on, and they wouldn't be expending all this energy on David Hicks and others if they just knew, like, well, it doesn't matter what we do. The guy's going to go NIL. Because there are guys they've walked away from because of that, because they knew – it doesn't matter how, what we sell and all the great things we have to offer. It's just going to come down to the biggest offer. And beyond that, I, guys, I mean, like, we know there was stuff put together for Caleb Williams. There's been some things put together. It's not like OU has nothing. It's just not organized on the level that A&M and Texas and some others are. But that'll, that will happen. Like, I, I just, the, this idea that OU's coaches are just, like naive to it all. I don't understand where that comes from.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's it's that way with everything. When when people don't see yeah. things, like no one knows who's working on what or like that's the problem is like you have something announced, like that one OU collector, whatever that thing was, and like and then it yeah and then it kind of falls to the wayside and then you don't hear anything, you wonder what's going on, it's like it's it's even worse. Like It's better to just stay in the shadows until you're completely ready and then just spring it on people. And eventually it'll happen. Eventually something will be announced. People are working. I know plenty of people working on this stuff. It'll be announced, and then you'll be like, finally. But to spend every day thinking Mm -hmm. and worrying and wringing your hands and saying, why is OU behind? Why, Why don't we have this? Why isn't this good? It's going to happen. Like you're not gonna make it happen any faster by complaining on the board about Brent Fittables and OU and why isn't OU doing what they need to be doing? Everybody's doing what they need to be doing.
0: Yeah. It just you gotta wait until it's a certain way they wanna do it. It's it's not yeah, it's not like OU is there's a reason A and M rushed at it. It was A and M's opportunity. Like that they saw it and that was their window, and that's cool, man. Like I don't fault them. Good good on them. They've clearly had a lot of success with it. But they had to. OU does not have to to do well. Now, to stay on the level they're used to, yeah. I totally agree. It's gonna have to happen and it will. But people acting like OU's program is just down the drain right now. I'm like, stop. Let me just, ask just you Let me ask you something. It's how gonna, many it's be fine?
1: How many kids, I mean, when you go out to see a kid, I mean you go out and see guys like DJ mm-hmm. Lagway, like how how many times has sure. it come up just in conversations with you and recruits?
0: I mean, and I, I'll be honest, I am warming to the idea of that conversation. It, it's one of those things that it, it's so tied into recruiting now that I guess it is my business as much as anything yeah. I ask or yeah. recruit is my business. But at the same time, it's one of the like it's talking it's like about facilities. other I money, mean, money. Yeah, it's just, but yeah. It's, it's
1: like facilities. It's like. You, you, you don't feel bad asking a kid like, well, you know, like when 100%. OU before the South End Zone was built, you know, I'm sure it came up, you know, well, their facilities are really nice at A&M compared to OU's. Like, that was just part of the recruiting mm-hmm. process to, to help you gather information on what is going to, how is this kid really feeling about Oklahoma? Uh, are, are there some things that other schools are doing uh, that is that, that are, are giving them an edge over Oklahoma? And NIL now has just become a part of that conversation, I think.
0: A hundred percent. And it's, again, I I think it's just one of those things, like, in my mind, like, you know, in Oklahoma boy, like, just like, you don't talk about other people's money. Like, you just don't do that. (laughs) And so it's It's hard for my, no, I mean, and I, I admit it, like, it's, yeah, it's just part of my programming. Like, I admit it, but I, at the same time, I'm like it's part of the game, like, and it is, and these kids are making decisions, and, you know, you referenced the article that Adam Adam Friedman came out with earlier this week, and one guy came out and said, it's not really something that's big on my list, and then was like, but the food industry and restaurants have been active, and you're like, okay, so he's not really pushing that hard, but he's not upset about it either, like, that's okay, and Uh, that was one of eight guys he spoke to off the record kind of asking what the offers have looked like and one guy you know talked about hundreds of you know I think uh $200,000 over the span of four years I and and honestly care like I was listening uh to another podcast today and some and the host said something along those lines like this is gonna normalize. Like, there's gonna yeah. become basically a market. Like, th- this, you know, we think this guy is a three-year starter an outside linebacker. He's worth X per four years, and it's gonna be almost like NFL free agency. Like, they're just gonna be okay. Maybe that one team's really willing to overpay for this because they think they're a receiver away from a national championship or whatever, you know. Uh, but I, I don't think. The eight million dollar Nico Iamaleva, who I mean, we don't know that that's him. "Quote unquote." I was going to say that's uh, kind of, at Tennessee, uh, taboo I for mean, you to do that. You know, come, you are going to get I, kicked out of we the. Know, we recruiting. know what it is. You are going
1: to get kicked out of the recruiting publisher pool.
0: Oh, I know. I, I love how everybody like just has to play dumb about. I am like that story broke within a, like forty eight hours of him committing. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we couldn't couldn't guess who that was, and like. It's fun. like I get if the kid again, I get if the kid doesn't want to publicize it, but I, we don't have to play stupid either. Like, I mean, it, it is what it is. And that's fine. Like, that's that's cool. But I I've said it over and over again. I just don't see the market sustaining that. I, I don't think it's that's not sustainable. Realistic. No. And if. Yeah. And like, it's, it's splashy right now and everybody's excited about it and all that sort of stuff. But when A&M spends all that money that they spend on their class and then it goes out and is probably nine and four this year, the booster's going to be like, what the hell? And they shouldn't be. I get that those guys are just freshmen, but these are boosters. They're alumni. They are not rational about these things. That's not the way that works. And so there will be a lessening. Like it, it will just happen because you just, people act like this money goes in there and then it's just there forever. No, you've got to refill the coffers over and over and over again. And I don't think people are going to do that for a wildly risky investment.
1: It, it, it's very strange, I mean, just thinking about it in terms of, you know, how we do it because it's like with anything, like, for example, here's a little inside baseball, like we have a new sponsor coming on board uh, and I, I would assume probably next week we'll talk about it. It's It's a cool sponsor excited to have them Uh you know Dead Soxie's been a sponsor for a long time. But we just haven't really taken on sponsors cuz we've been doing so much stuff and I've been like look like, I don't want to take you on as a sponsor cuz I can't really make sure that you're taken care of the way you need to until until I get the office done, until I get everything built like then it's like it's kind of like with interns. Like I I mentioned like you know we'll be doing intern stuff and I have all these people beating down my door uh and you kind of learn a lot about people uh and i'll tell you about that in a minute but uh so people will send me hey yes, that I, needs
0: to be shared. i want to
1: intern like and i'm like yeah I, I appreciate that um let me get back to you because uh you know, we got to get everything built first and we're close to being done to at least having a workable studio uh that that we can produce stuff out of uh but until i get to that point until I know how everything's set up, you know, how our audio network is, our video network, um, you know, what we're going to need for uh, producers or operators and, you know, sound guys, video guys, camera operators, all that stuff. Like I have to make a list. Like right now, all my my punch lists are, uh, okay, order this, test this. Uh, I'm trying to, I wish I had my list in front of me. I'd just go down it for you. Uh, But it's all these little things I'm trying to check. Like this week, it was go to the screen printer and uh, get your, well, first it was finish, redo your logo in Adobe Illustrator, then take it to the screen printer, then order the new hats, get your t-shirt line started. Uh, So like things like that, like I'm going down these punch lists and some of us with equipment, like uh, get the movers to move your main workstation to the office. Like that's where I, all my time is going. It's not hiring interns, so, and it's not bringing on new advertisers. And we can we could bring on more advertisers, but I just don't have the time yet to handle that. And I could bring on advertisers, but they'd be like, you know, you never call us back. You suck. We don't want to advertise anymore. Uh, so i I'd, I'd rather kind of just keep everyone at bay than take more on than I'm capable of handling. So, uh, like, I'm getting all these things about interns. And trust me, I leave my DMS open and I welcome any, anything, but sometimes just know, like if I don't answer you back, it's because that's not high on my list of priorities. And I have to, I have to get stuff done or else, you know, I'm just wasting time and spinning wheels. So this one kid says, Hey, I'm at this one school. I want to transfer to OU. I want to be an intern for you. And I, six days later, I hadn't answered and he sent me back something just saying, awesome. Thanks like screw you for not answering me and i just thought like wow there's a kid i I can check off my list that's never gonna work here
0: that that is that that's the best thing to ensure that no one is ever going to hire you like don't <laughs> Be a do smart that ass, that yeah. is so like you just I, say I, 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 and, I, don't get me wrong like Yes, you. Uh, hey, man, I know you're busy. I was just checking back in. Exactly. Like, that's how there's you. There's a million it. ways to say that without being a snarky little bitch. And like, several. And n- several people that,
1: that I know are serious candidates to be interns. That's how they've handled it. Like I have guys that are like, mm-hmm. hey, I know you told me, you know, it might be until June or July till you're ready to do anything. But I just wanted to check in and see how things are going. And I'll send him a detailed list about, yeah, I've got, I, I'm here. This is where we are with everything. It's probably another month at least until I'm ready to consider this. Like that's the way to handle yep. it. If, if you're young and you want to get in this business, uh, be persistent. Yep. And mark it on your calendar. Yeah. Be okay, persistent. Like in a
0: month I'm going to hit carry back.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. Like don't be, don't make it out like you're more important, you know, than, than I am or that me getting my studio built is like, I'm sorry that I didn't hit you back within six days uh, for your request to come yep. work for me without knowing anything about you or what type of skill level you have or if you're even competent at all, but uh,
0: you know, you're, saying awesome you're, things. You're an intern. Yeah. Yeah. You you may someday be the publisher of this site. May, maybe you do such great work that you just climb the ladder and Carrie and I just... We turn be- it over we, to we, you. ...all yeah. that we've done to you. Yes. Maybe you're that... But you're starting as an intern and before we've even decided to pay you very little money, <laughs> let's all just be honest about what an intern is. Before we've even done that, you're already giving us f***ing headaches. No! I don't need you! Like, I, stop! Like, that, that's, that's just crazy to me. Like, I don't understand how anyone thinks that's a, gr- that's a sound way to operate. I mean, our
1: new guy that we're getting ready to announce, it'll be the first first week or week and a half of, Ju- of July, and we'll have uh, the announcement. Yep. It's all, he's moved to Norman. Uh, he's leaving his fiance behind. Uh, and uh, so it's, I'm, I'm, Josh would be proud of me. I'm like, hey, take this time. You guys spend time together. I know it's going to be hard being away from people. So, uh, you know he's got 4th we're gonna of July destroy you over the next 6 months. Yeah, we your life's going to be a living hell as soon as August gets here, so just take <laughs> it easy. And plus Josh won't be able to operate his equipment. He's going to drive you crazy. Sometimes his mic won't even be turned on, so you're going to have to your job Correct. is to deal with that so I don't have to anymore. Like that yes. that in itself will be make him want to quit probably. Uh but no, it's like it, he sends me stuff all the time and we talk and it's almost like he's worried that he's letting me down if he's not here by this date or that date. Like, that's who I want to work for. It's people that actually are considerate and care and, you know, think about other people besides themselves. And that's hard to find in the media business yeah. sometimes.
0: 100%. like that. And I would say that of all four people involved in this site, you know, full-time right now, like, everybody cares, like... They don't want – like, Bob doesn't want to not get – he knows. The second a guy commits, Bob's like, hey, I can't do it. I'm at, you know, I'm at a swim practice or I'm at something. Like, he lets me know that he can or can't write the little quick commitment story that he does every time. But if Bob's around, he's writing the damn thing. And he doesn't – he doesn't have to be asked. He just does it. He knows that's that's the deal. And, you know, Eddie is going to be like, okay, what video stuff can we do? Like, there's a – there's a knowledge, like in it, I'm, some of that is just familiarity, but that is also, you want to do your part, like, and so again, uh, I, I, I'm talking to, I mean, I know we've got a lot of college students and stuff like that that listen, that's part of why we got a big response to the yeah. intern call, Yeah. I it, it is, it's, it's career guys, advice just,
1: for you, which, which you know, yes. you don't get that from a lot of pe- places, people, I mean, you're in the dark, I understand that, but being a dick yeah. to people that you want to work for is not going to help you.
0: Well, and you also have to understand who you're talking to. We're a small business. Like we, Carrie is, you know, our te- our our chief technical officer. <laughs> he's our chief accountant. Like I mean, like he's got about seven different hats to wear. So like you, you got to bear with us. We don't have someone who can be like, well, I can't take that call right now. I'm gonna hand you over to our, you know, financial officer or what, like. It's all the same people. It's all doing the same shit. So press one to you talk. You have to, to understand to and press bear with us a Press one if bit. you need yes. a bill paid.
1: That call comes to me. Press yes. press two if you can't access the website. <laughs> that comes to me. <laughs> yes. Mm hmm. Press. Mm-hmm. By the way, is... I there's two things about Bob. First off, uh, f you, uh, you have set the culture where swim class means. You have no life, and Bob has taken you to test. Ta- Bob has, I think, I believe this is the fourth straight week that he's missed the podcast because one, because well, Eddie's in Omaha, you're in Houston, and your times don't mix, you know, mix and match. Uh, but yeah. he hasn't. Bob right now has an impossible schedule because he's doing swim classes, uh, which mm-hmm. he doesn't have a pool. That's another thing. I don't know why he it anyway. You don't have a pool either, though. Although you'd think that you would. You you have to teach considering you that you live in such swim, a nice neighborhood. Uh, that's such the one, a palatial neighborhood. Sure. Uh, sure. I, we gotta get that radio theater started again. Um and the other thing is I really feel like Bob might be upset at me because since Eddie's been in Omaha, I have taken great care to look at all of his articles and edit them. Uh, and I did that with Bob when he first started, but then I was just kinda like, you know what the f you're doing. I don't need to babysit your articles anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Bob's maybe a little jealous. Like uh, I remember when Carrie used to <laughs> care about my stories.
0: So Bob, if you're listening, I, Bob won't let's listen be honest, to this. Bob would but, probably be the best editor. In no, he would be. He would foursome. be. foresome. Yes. Yeah. So
1: but there, it's like anything. Some, I mean, you know how it is. Even if you're good and you write a good story, having somebody else look yeah, at 100%. it is always. And see, that goes back to us being a small business. Like we don't have Mm -hmm. a a a, a copy editor, we don't we don't have the well newspaper news. I mean newsflash, newspapers don't really have those anymore either. Um, But Uh, yeah, normally you would want someone in the school of journalism is going to call and say you can't have any of our interns once they hear this. Uh, But normally you would want (laughs) to have someone. You would always have someone look over your work because if you if you're not a writer, you don't really get this. But sometimes you get into your own little world and you read your own writing. As it isn't really written, like yep, it's it's like if you say something and you say it wrong, like like my mom will say like poosh instead of push, kind of like people say uh-huh. measure instead of measure, uh, like and if you don't, you hear it in your head and you don't realize you're saying it weird, and writing's kind of the same yep. way. But
0: anyway, all right, and, uh, it, and and I, I was gonna say like, no, and go you'll also get into. Like, um, you know, I, I don't know, so, some reference in a story and the way you re- like the way you got there in your brain makes sense. Right. But I'll go back and read it the next day. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I know it doesn't. But at the time I was writing, I'm like, yeah, OK, I know how I got there. But someone who wasn't involved in that internal conversation has no fucking idea what I'm talking about. So it's like I
1: tell you all the time, uh, like dumb it down for, you know, when you start talking about yeah. kids, you might just mention their last name. I'm like, Josh. Is this an offensive guy, defense yeah. guy? People need to know this. Like, and sometimes you write. I will
0: for, say, I feel like I've improved on. You that. Have, you I have. I feel like I've gotten better about that. Yeah, but, but I think you're, what you are you're saying not is you are. It's still a problem.
1: What you are saying is you are writing for yourself in your own mind a lot of times, and then yes, to, unless you can get out yep. of that and read a sentence and say, "Well, the general, you know, sports fan would not really understand what I am talking about."
0: Well, like writing the scoop, like, and, you know, you get into, I mean, that's real minutiae <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's real hard sometimes to make it broad because you're deep, you know, like, you know, the, the scoop is that his uncle's aunt is a friend of this guy's sister's cousin. And like, and you're like, God bless. It's so wordy and it's hard to draw it out and make it a kind of single thought. And then you end up with like four paragraphs that just confuse the <laughs> shit out of everybody so yeah that, that's that's me all right there's your media business podcast,
1: your uh, scoop business podcast I know Josh that the coaches are taking no official visits this weekend it's it's a their time mm-hmm. to kind of get away well deserved uh, and I know there's not a lot out there, but let's just talk a little bit before we get out of here just about the you know what's kind of getting your attention in recruiting right now
0: well, you know I, I think one of the first things you notice is um you know, Oklahoma did make a new offer. They did have someone on campus yesterday. Uh, Heath, and I'm not sure how to say this last name. O- Ozeda, Ozeta, something like that. A guy at a Snoqualmie, Washington. Um, a, a place I have been is absolutely beautiful, but we won't get into all that. Hmm. Um, he is a big offensive tackle guy that is visiting Stanford, uh, officially this weekend. And there has been some talk that he might pull the trigger, but, He's been to Oklahoma a couple of times now. He has family that is connected. I believe um, one of his parents went to UCO. Uh, I've heard some stories. I, I won't say all of this is concrete, but there there is absolutely a familial connection to the state of Oklahoma. And so I am kind of sifting through that, planning to talk to him a little bit later today. Uh, but this is a guy, you know, I, I think it is a response, and people – I had some people ask me, "Oh, is this is this Caden Green? Have they lost Caden Green?" No, I I don't think that's it at all. I think this is a welcome Formby. This is Bryson Sanders. This is Oklahoma finding their next move, and making sure they are ready if things don't go right with Peyton Kirkland and Logan Howland, and maybe even Caden Green. I mean, I I don't real. I think Caden Green's about as sure a bet as is out there for Oklahoma in the twenty twenty three class, but. I, you know, recruiting happens, stuff, stuff gets wild. So like, I, I'm not going to say anything's done, but I like where OU is a lot for him. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, I am about to, as soon as we finish the pod here, I'm probably about 20, 30 minutes out from finishing my most recent offer update, which the last one was on May 9th. They have made 47 offers since then. So it has taken me a little while to produce this content while doing other stuff, but, um, you know, again, they continue to be active. I think it's very clear they're still trying to find some answers at corner in the 2023 class. Uh, I think they really would like to hit on Josiah Wagner from Washington, the kid that came down and camped, um, and that it seems to really like Jay Valai. I think there's a really good relationship there. Uh, I think Oklahoma is among his top two or three. I don't get the impression he's a guy that is bound to stay in the Pacific Northwest. You know, he's a guy that's going to go to UW no matter what happens. I think he's pretty open. Uh, one of the interesting things last night was um, Derek LeBlanc, the big defensive lineman from Florida that Todd Bates and Brent Venables had been on almost from day one, put out something along the lines of I'm going to commit pretty soon and is trying to do, put an announcement together or something. I don't know how valid it is. I haven't talked to Derek yet. It happened, like I said, kind of middle of the night almost like did his sister get a hold of his phone is messing with him or something like it it makes you wonder because it's real out of the blue and he had already said he was going to delay it into the fall and now you kind of wonder if maybe things are turning around but i mean oklahoma's right there with him i think it's ou and florida probably is as the two primary that kind of battle for his commitment so there are some interesting things but like you said now, Oklahoma's about to head into this dead period until the end of July. A lot of guys, a lot of coaching, you know, s- staff around the country, not just OU. This is when they take their vacations. They go do stuff with their families. And so you're going to see a little bit of a lull here. Things will kind of calm down. But, um, I-, I think as far as commitments, this is going to be one of the busiest months OU has. Like, I think you're going to mm. see a lot of activity. Uh, Caden green's going to announce on July 8th. You've got Peyton Kirkland going on July 23rd. Um, I, a lot of other guys like Logan Howland, you're expecting a decision before too terribly long. Uh, you could really run down the list. There are a lot of guys. If, you know, if you said, I think right now, OU not, I think they are currently at, um, wow, having trouble pulling up so I can make sure and be, uh, be certain. But, they, if you told me they were to double their commitments in the next month, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I think that's very hap- possible between now and August 1st. And they're currently at seven. Um, I, I, I think a lot of activity is going to come in July. And really, especially then as you get into September, because guys, really, you're seeing more and more guys wanting to be done by the start of their season with now that they can take the official visits in the spring and the summer, and there's a lot more familiarity. They just want to be able to be high school kids again and play their season, chase state championships and all that stuff. Um, one last thing. I know I've kind of run on here, but this was something I'm finding, this is a new trend I'm starting to see that I think is really interesting. We've talked for years and years about guys, you know, maybe being that last official visit's the way to go. You know, you get that last look. You're the last thing a kid's thinking about before he decides. And I still think if you're talking about in season and into December, I think that's the way to go. I still believe that. But if you're talking about guys who are going to decide in the summer, I am hearing more and more guys talk about the fatigue of all these visits in a one-month span? Because when you talk about during the season, okay, I took my first official in September, I took my last official in early December. Well, that's you're spreading it out over months and months. If you take four or five official visits in the month of June, Jesus. I, that's a lot. I mean, that's yeah. a lot to deal with. Like Colton Vastick's taken a lot. Caden Green was going to take all five. A few of those kind of dropped out. I, talking to some of these recruits and their parents, there's a lot of, man, there's just no downtime. We go on these visits, and there's always somebody talking to you. And, like, that's great, and we respect it. But, man, you get back, and it's almost like you just want to not do anything and not talk to anyone for two days because it's all you've been doing. And, you know, especially when you get to a kid that's kind of naturally introverted, you know, kind of maybe, maybe is not the guy that needs to be on social media and it's going to be out in front of everybody all the time. I think it's a grind. And so there's a part of me that thinks maybe in the summers, having that first official visit, especially like I said, if it's going to be a kid that runs the gauntlet in June and just tries to knock it all out and be done by the start of his season, I think that first visit might actually be the one because by the time they're at third, fourth, fifth visit, they're exhausted and they they've seen it all. They've done it all. It's kind of, you know, just a pattern because Nobody's doing things that are that different from one to the next. And obviously, you want to connect with the coaches, and that's going to matter. But I think having a kid that's open-minded and excited about the visit may be as important as anything else.
1: Very good. Um, I'm trying to think uh if there's any loose ends I'd, I'd thought about, but I think he covered it all, so... All right, I I think that's going to do it. Uh, looking forward to, uh, like I said, with Eddie, we'll figure out what we want to do pod-wise uh, as they hit the championship series. Uh, but we do know that it's going to be... Well, we don't know who they're going to play still because Arkansas won last night. Uh, and uh, that's good for Oklahoma because that means Ole Miss and Arkansas have to keep using their pitchers. And uh, they'll be completely fresh for the championship series. So... Um, Josh, I know you're into baseball. I'm sorry you missed out on the baseball talk, um, but you've no, been a, you've been a good no, sport I, throughout. I, yeah, I mean you're commenting as much as anybody the, in
0: the war room. the 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 schedule ha- has just not worked out for Eddie and I, but I, you know, like I said, it's it's been fun, man. It, it, this is it was fun. What I think is so wild is, you know, there again, you know, and I know you has this whole the Davids thing, but they're just fashion people's brains right now like it's not like oh they snuck by in that one or they just got out of there like there was a there was a story i saw in the um i think it was in the, by i don't know if it was like the ou sports illustrated side or what it was but it was something like OU Escapes Notre Dame rally to win. I was like, rally? What what rally are we talking? Like, I mean it was it wasn't like OU blew them out of the water, but I never felt like down the stretch, boy, OU's in real danger here. Like that didn't um that that didn't really cross my mind. I thought maybe a little bit late in that last AM game on uh Wednesday, but I I, I just didn't get that feeling Oh, It was and it's certainly nothing like <laughs> the old Miss Arkansas uh, you know, final. I the guess end, first semifinal minute. game. Yeah, yeah. That wh- was that insane. Was just, I mean, it looked like Arkansas was going to blow that. So,
1: I don't. I mean, I I would say this. I think I think I would rather see OU play Old Miss because Arkansas's bats are just ridiculous. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because I think Arkansas can pull this thing out. They're they're just that explosive offensively. And if you watch that that Stillwater series, I mean, that was. That was those dudes can hit, man. They're they're probably the one team, I would say, has been hotter than than OU with the bats during the regionals. I mean, really, it's OU's pitching has just been phenomenal. I mean, that's been the story. It's just been great. So,
0: all right, uh, that that'll be a wild matchup. That offense against Oklahoma's pitching, if that's how it goes. This has been without a doubt
1: the most baseball talk. Here's the bo- here's the bad thing for you, Josh. When Bob finally comes back to the pod, he's going to have a lot of basketball to talk about. A lot.
0: I know. I, I I I can skip that week. I'm going to go to swim classes that week. I'm going to be out. So <laughs> you'll get fake COVID that <laughs> week. No, it. I, I even I was. Uh, he tweeted about some of the visitors coming in. Like they've got a top ten guy on campus right now, yeah. or this week, or I mean, like they're they're making some moves in high school recruiting. I know the portal hasn't gone quite the way they wanted it to, but man, the. The high school recruiting seems to be going quite well for Porter Moser. Yeah,
1: yeah, it seems like he's doing pretty well. All right, uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back again next week. Don't forget uh, SoonerscoopStore.com. Uh, new stuff coming soon, but we got lots of good stuff in there right now. And remember that Isaiah Thomas merch, uh, it's close out. it out of there. Eight bucks for t shirts, 15 bucks for hoodies. Go snatch that stuff up while it's still there. Uh, Because it's good stuff. So thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll see you guys back here again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.